to the podcast. I'm Jay Loth. This is Do Boss. In this episode, we talk, I can create a personal mantra. If you're enjoying the content, please share and don't forget to smash that like button. We're available at soundcloud.com slash Online, iTunes, and Google Play. Shout out to SpinWeb, our studio sponsor. SpinWeb is a website design and digital marketing agency with a 20-year track record. You can subscribe to the SpinWeb podcast at spinweb.net slash radio. Stay tuned for now. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Lisa Schmidt. I want to allow her the opportunity to introduce herself and elaborate on what it is that she does. Lisa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. Well, um, let's see. I am not originally from Indianapolis. I've been here 23 years, moved here from Arkansas. So I'm a Razorback fan. Um, I have been an HR professional for 23 years, but a few years ago made a pretty major pivot in my life and decided to live more of a life of purpose and work for some nonprofit organizations, do some uh, voluntary nonprofit things on the side. And during the course of all of that, my husband and I decided to start a nonprofit. So in the next couple of months, hopefully we'll be having a grand open for the Mars Hill Art Center, which is in the neighborhood of Mars Hill. It's on the near southwest side of Indianapolis. So my life has taken quite the turn in the last few years. I wouldn't have imagined late in my career to make uh, such a drastic change, but it has been a lot of fun. What drove the transition from HR to entrepreneurship? Well, it's kind of funny, and I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of months. Um, When I was a kid, I used to try to sell things, and I actually, I found a, a little picture that I had drawn in kindergarten, and they ask you the questions like, what's your favorite color? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I wanted to be a cashier. And so I think I've always wanted to own my own store, own something, you know, run something. And over the last few years, that along with wanting to live more of a life of purpose, not having a lot of stress in my life, um, really doing more for others instead of just living for a career. Um, that's what really inspired me to do that. And then also my husband, we've, we've just been together the last four years, four or five years, and he has a servant's heart as well. And so being with someone that is like-minded really inspires that. And so I just decided to kind of take that leap and see what happened. So managing all of those different entities and projects, what inspires your inner creative? Oh, gosh. Um, A lot of things. I am very musically driven. So music is inspiring to me. But just the ordinary things that we see day to day, you know, driving from point A to point B, it could be a weed that has a really pretty flower on it. In fact, just a couple of days ago, we have these weeds out in front of our art center building that most people would just mow down, but they were so cute. I was like, I have to pick those and put them in a little glass and just little things like that um, really inspire me, but also the creativity in others. I love art and I love um, being inspired by the art that other people create, whether it is a painting or a piece of jewelry or, um, you know, really any type of art medium. So 
What type of music are you listening to? Oh, goodness. If you looked at my playlist, you'd be like, what is up with her? It's all <laughs> over the board. Um, everything from contemporary Christian to jazz. I love Sinatra. Sometimes I'll put on just a, a classical piano playlist um, on Pandora. Um but I do love jazz, and so um, I listen to you indie radio all the time. And um, yeah, but if you looked at my playlist, you'd be a little surprised. There might even be a little headbanger in there. Uh, good Southern rock. Um, yeah, you name it. Okay, okay. How do you find the work-life balance? So right now, it is just life. I don't look at the rest of those things as work. Um, I would say just in the last six months or so, I've been able to make some changes that have allowed me to do all of these other things. And they're all things that I'm very passionate about. So you mentioned yoga. I'm in yoga teacher training right now. And the goal is for me to teach yoga at our art center at some point. But it has been so life-changing for me personally that I want to hopefully give that gift to others. Um, they're just... These are all things that I really, really enjoy. So I'm very grateful to be able to do them. Um, if you had asked me that question, though, three years ago, I would have said I struggled with the work-life balance. Being in a corporate job where I was traveling a lot, I was working 70 hours a week. I was responsible for about 700 employees for a fairly large organization, and I was the senior HR executive for that organization. So that's a lot of responsibility um, and I loved it. I enjoyed those people that I served, uh, but I just felt called to serve in a different way. So take us through the journey on finding your mantra where pigs fly. It's so interesting. Yeah. So uh, in a nutshell, it's all about faith. If you really have faith and believe that either you can do something or you can create something or you can find something, you just have to have the faith that you can. So where it came from was that's saying, oh, when pigs fly, like that'll never happen. If you really have faith, it can happen. And so that came about about 11 years ago. I had open heart surgery, and they put a pig valve in my heart. So it's flying 24-7. I'm going wee, wee, wee all the way home every day. Um, but it came in a time in my life where I, I had some very unexpected relationships things happen and and my marriage fell apart. And so during that time, I felt like I needed to find something to do outside of my day day job, my HR job, just to keep my mind active and not anxious and not worrying about things. And like I said earlier, I, I had always wanted to own a store. And so I decided to open a little antique booth at an antique mall. It was something I could do and I could sell things without having to staff it because I couldn't leave my day job. Um, and I always enjoyed redoing furniture. People are making money doing what I've been doing for 30 years, like, you know, buying old pieces and transforming them into something amazing. And I've done that for years. So I, I did that during that time. And I thought, oh, what do I want to call this shop? Well, I want to call it where pigs fly, because that's a positive take on the when pigs fly like that'll never happen. Where pigs fly means it will. You just have to find where it's going to happen. So that's what I called it. And it turned into this, not only a personal mantra, but a personal brand. Um, my license plate on my car says pigs fly. So if you ever see a little silver hatchback with a pigs fly license plate on the back, that's me. Um, and then people started leaving little flying pig 
figures on my desk or I have a friend who gave me a Tervis cup that has a flying pig inside it. You know, it just turned into this thing. And, and for me, it's, it's all about faith. It's kind of a way that I'm able to share my faith, my Christian faith, without actually saying anything about it out loud. So. Yeah, and it's such a, such a huge movement, like a personal movement. Yeah. And people can catch on to it and really make that a part of their mantra, too. How do you stay aligned with it? What's your advice for that? Oh, gosh, um, it ca- that really comes from my Christian faith and my hope in, in Jesus. But, um, you know, whatever your faith may be, um, wherever you uh, consider your higher power to be, um, as long as you can find a way to continue to seek the light and seek the positive side of things, it's kind of like that has, ha- uh, glass half full or half um, half empty. Um, for me, it's always been half full and the positive attitude I think rubs off on other people. Um, life, even though it can take some terrible twists and turns. Um, I've also believed that those things can help others in the long run. So I, I had a a chance to share some of those stories on Sunday and at an event. And I'm just so thankful for all of the bad things or negative things or some tragic things that I've lived through because I've been able to turn them into positives and hopefully uh, shed light or share the experience and give someone else hope that they can make it through their circumstances too. Did you always know that why and when did you kind of discover it? I, you know, I have thought about that a lot lately because I don't really know that I can pinpoint that exact moment. Um, but I can say that I come from a very strong, um, Christian family and my grandfather was a preacher. So it was instilled in us at a very young age, but I don't think I really relied on it until my later adult years, like after 40. I just don't think I really let myself totally rely on it until I had to, I guess. Um, I took it for granted for a lot of years, but then once I really started walking that walk every day, um, was when that attitude really started to sink in and become who really made me who I am today. Um, I've had people ask me that question before too. And I, I don't know, I do think it was kind of a long evolution. Um, but I, I can honestly say the last 10 years of my life is when I've really lived it full out. What is your advice for creating a personal power mantra? I think it has to be something that you are passionate about and that you really believe in and that can be truly who you are. Um, It's funny. My dad always says, make at least one person's day today. And he said that for years. And so I think that was one of the things that was instilled in me young too, but I didn't think about it until the pigs fly thing happened. And just the fact that I have a license plate on the back of my car that says pigs fly. I wish you could see how many people I see in my rear view mirror holding their camera up, trying to get a picture of my license plate before I take off. So even just something as simple as that, and I haven't said anything out loud, they haven't interacted with me personally, but that's the kind of attitude that I carry through my day, 24 hours a day. Do you feel like it's important to find mentors and people out there that can also hold you accountable? 
Absolutely. In fact, I have a couple of people in my life that every time someone asks me if I've had a mentor, they're the faces that pop up in my mind. Um, now, both of them would say, no, I'm not your mentor because they're maybe a couple of years younger than me. So they don't think they're old enough to be my mentor, but they are. Um, and they're people that have been in my life for almost 20 years, and I still can count on them if I need advice or if I need to bounce something off someone, I can go to them. Um, it's just one of those really special relationships. And then I had mentoring modeled for me my whole life. My dad was a coach. My mom was an administrator, um, educational administrator. And so we had kids and college students in our home all the time. Um, for me, it's a way of life. And so even as an HR professional, I think I've done it informally all these years. But then the last couple of years, I actually have a group of young ladies that I I mentor and um, for a long period of time, we were meeting regularly twice a month. Now it's kind of one-on-one and we do regular phone calls and we'll do video messages and things like that. And I feel like I get more out of it than they do. Um, but I think it's good to to have both, to have mentors in your life and then also to give back and be a mentor as well. How can someone get connected with a mentor? Or lately I've been finding that mentors can just be about that awareness I have always said that you don't have to have a formal conversation to have a mentor. You can consider someone a mentor without saying, hey, will you be my mentor or can I mentor you either either way, right? Um, finding people in your life that have the kinds of personality traits or leadership skills that you emulate and find a way to be around them, find a way to spend time with them. Um, but then also too, if you have those people in your life and you know you want a more formal relationship with them as a mentor, ask them. Most people are going to be willing to get coffee once a month or so and and have that kind of relationship. But I would say definitely seek out people that have those qualities that you are wanting to either gain or improve in yourself. What challenge or struggle set you up for later success? I know that earlier we kind of spoke about the open heart surgery. I don't know yeah. how you can top that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always joked and said I have about 50 shows of Oprah in my life. So there are a lot of those. But um, I would say probably the first one was the fact that I decided to get married at 19, which I don't advise, but I got two beautiful daughters out of it. So, um, so it was not one of those things that truly was a mistake, but it was one of those things that set me up for a lifetime of... Um, peace and happiness and forgiveness, even though it was a domestic violence um, type of marriage. And um, I got what we call back home my MRS degree when I went to college. That means I got married (laughs) instead of finishing school. So um, that mistake, if you will, or that choice um, set me up for eight years of a lot of unhappiness. It was a terrible marriage. My girls witnessed a lot of it. Um, But then by the grace of God, I was able to get out of it. And I learned a lot about that whole life and and what women go through when they're experiencing things like that. So that was in Arkansas before I moved to Indiana and then moved to Indiana and came in touch with Sheltering Wings, which is a domestic violence shelter on the West Side, and became a volunteer with them the year after they opened. And I've now been a volunteer with them for 15 years, was on the board for a while and have friendships and relationships with an organization that I would have not had the passion for at all had I not had that first eight-year marriage. So um, definitely something that I say I would live through again if I knew I was going to be safe 
and be able to break free from it. And same for my children, that they would be safe. Um, because I'm so grateful now to have that relationship with Sheltering Wings. I wouldn't have had it otherwise. So, And it's been a part of your character evolution, too, with right. the mentoring and your alignment with your mantra. and Absolutely. You're speaking. Yeah. That's so amazing. I have really enjoyed the conversation. Where can the audience learn more about you and all of these wonderful projects that you're working on? Yeah, so the art center my husband and I are starting is marshillarts.com on the World Wide Web. And then uh, my creative floral design uh, studio is part of that as well. And I have taken that mantra and carried it forward and carried it forward into this. And it's where pigs fly and such.com. Um, and then like you mentioned too, I'm also doing some speaking as well. And so um, anything that, that I do related to that will either be on the website. Um, also have a blog that's also where pigs fly and such. Um, and then Instagram, Facebook, um, pretty much everywhere. Uh, personal Instagram is where underscore pigs fly. And then the floral business is where pigs fly and such. So Wonderful. Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. All right. That's it for today. Join in every Friday for fresh content and an amazing lineup of interviews. Thanks for listening.